You heard me say it, and I believe it wholeheartedly, that if you lead with identity, everything else will follow. But I've had the experience in my work of coming in contact with individuals who want what follows, but aren't willing to lead with identity. It used to bother me and I could not figure out why they did not want to lead with identity. Then it dawned on me that people think that doing identity work means that you're broken. When in fact, it has nothing to do with brokenness and it's not an attempt to fix you. Identity work is about coming in alignment with who you are and not fixing, but honoring who you are and building a brand that is most authentic to who you are. So if you're ready to leave with identity and become a supernormal superstar, visit YourSupernormal.com right now and let's do the work. Chapter 16 in my book is called Lose Your Life. I can't express how important that chapter is. I still have to read that chapter and lose your life has to deal with you giving up your way. So let's just mm. say there was a past relationship and you're moving into a new relationship. You can't bring your way that you had in the old relationship into the new. The Bible says this, and I like to quote biblical um, examples, whether somebody believes it or not, it still applies to your life. I'm learning it now that it says you can't put old wine in new wine skin. You can't do that. And we have a tendency to do that because we think that our way is the best way. So we bring those old ways, those old habits into a new relationship, into a new bag of wineskin, and we expect it to work. And then the person's like, hold on. First of all, this person that you're, this new person is not the old person. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to give up our way. Giving up our way means we have to lose that life, that old lifestyle, that old habit, that old behavior in order to enter into the new. And if we're not willing to lose, then we can't gain. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major platform directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners and the team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes and more. So start your show today by using the link provided in the show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and it gives you an opportunity to receive a $20 Amazon gift card, as well as 
It helps support our show. What's up, everybody? You are listening to the What Now podcast, where we discuss ways of effectively addressing life's most difficult moments. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the What Now podcast. That's right. The What Now podcast, where we discuss effective ways of facing life's most difficult moments. And we know by now, if you've listened to the show more than one time, and if you have not, that's fine. I'm going to explain it again. We have taken out that word difficult and we have replaced it with defining. Why? Because we have the right, the authority, and the responsibility to define those moments and not allow those moments to define us. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from merely existing to living a life full of purpose. And if you're asking the question, is he talking to me? Absolutely, I'm talking to you. All right, listen, we have another amazing guest on tonight, and I want each and every one of you to sit back and enjoy tonight's episode. Jamel Jackson is a small business counselor, author, motivational speaker, and relationship manager with a focus on men and women of understood worth. He has been teaching on the topic of relationships for more than 10 years. He has also spearheaded several business activations surrounding the purpose of bridging the gap between families, streets, teenagers, public figures, and its communities. He has assisted with the development of several local and international companies. He is a firm believer that all relationships need to be valued in order to prosper. Help me welcome to the show, Jamel Jackson. Jamel, welcome to the show. How are you tonight? I'm doing amazing, Clifton. How are you, man? Awesome, man. I'm I'm great. I'm excited about the conversation. I believe that those who hear this episode of our podcast are going to leave empowered, they're going to leave encouraged, and they're going to be positioned even greater for purpose. Yes, yes. I believe so, too. Awesome, awesome. So like I told you off the air, I like to start every conversation with an icebreaker question. And the icebreaker question I'm going to use tonight is one that I love to use with as many guests as possible. And that question is, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? Mm. Hmm. You know, usually people ask me that question and I just have a answer a default answer that i can just spew right out of off the tip of my lips <laughs> um, without even without even without even sounding cliche 
but this is this is the answer. Like I would, I would want to have an infinite amount of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I would want is my superpowers. I would want to have an infinite amount of wisdom, meaning a never-ending amount of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Now, see, I don't look at that as cliche. And here's why I asked that question. Okay, I asked that question because I believe that everybody answers the question whether they realize it or not, based around what they've been called, created, and designed to do. And I believe, mm-hmm. you know, basically that's what you do. You, by adding, you know, value and, and other things that you do, you are expressing that wisdom to individuals to help them connect with who they are, and especially in the relationship field. So that's why I always like to start on that question, because to me, it teaches us a lot about our guests before we even dive into the conversation. Right, right, right. All right, so next we're going to do a quick game of word association. I have five words after word association. We'll go into the conversation. But the reality is on this podcast, it kind of flows. So we may get stuck on one word and not finish the other words or get stuck on one word and go into the conversation, then come back to the words. That's how it flows on here. Okay. All right. So the first word is faith. Endurance. Yeah, 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 okay. The next word is love. Genuine. The next word is relationships. Value. We're going to end up talking about all this again. The next word is purpose. Agenda. And the last word is transformation. Mm. Uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So now before we revisit these words throughout the conversation, I want to give you an opportunity to give us a little backdrop of your story. Tell us, you know, as far back as you want to go to how you got to where you are now so that we can move forward in the conversation. Uh, Without being long with it, I am Jamel Devon Jackson, birthed by Marion and Hazel Jackson, now raised in Hempstead, Long Island, New York, At a young age, I grew up on a street called Terrace Avenue, which they now name is Terra Avenue, you know, involved in crime, you know, the drugs, the police brutality, um, dibbling, dabbling all parts of the streets, really, you know, looking to be involved in the streets, but just the neighborhood that I was in became consumed with the environment. Fast forward, um, got into my young adulthood, end up, you know, having a child young. I have a son by the name of Nehemiah. Uh, me and his mom didn't stay together. After that, I was, I met my my ex-wife. A lot of people don't know this. So you're gonna get a lot of transparency here because I'm a transparent person. Uh, we were together for 11 years. I have a beautiful daughter out of that marriage named Jaira, Jaira Jackson. So I have two children, Nehemiah and Jaira. And then I got into the entrepreneur business, philanthropy, community activist. I've been doing that for like 10 years. 
You know, I'm, a van, I'm an evangelist by heart. So I've traveled as far as the Middle East doing evangelical work, teaching on the value of relationships. You know, when I say value of relationships, I mean all relationships, friendships, family, business, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife, all relationships. So after that 11 year marriage, I was, I've been divorced now for three years and I still believe the relationships are the most valuable thing on earth. And marriage is an impeccable institution that God set on earth. So at the end of the day, I'm a servant, man. I enjoy serving because I realized that by default, when I serve, I automatically end up successful. Awesome. Awesome. Now let's talk about relationships a little bit. Let's, let's talk about relationships a little bit because you said something, I believe it was on your website or in your bio that I read it. And it said, relationships need to be valued in order to prosper. Why mm -hmm. do you feel that relationships are a key that needs to be valued in order for prosperity to be able to be relevant in your life? I say that because everything revolves around relationships. I mean, even when you look at nature, there's relationships, you know, the bees need the flowers, you know, the plants need soil. But when we devalue relationships, then you start to see things fall apart and people don't value each other like we used to value. Now we live in a society and I used to say generation, but now I say society where it's more, what can I get? If I can't get nothing from you, then I don't need you. I believe when two people approach a relationship with what can I give, then they'll never be lack. So if, when, if one person is approaching, what can I get? What can I get? What can I get? Then the prosperity feature of the relationship cease to exist. So in order for it to prosper, the two people have to value each other and a sense of giving to each other, whether it's, you know, not, not saying giving. Most of the time we hear giving, we think monetary. But I'm mm -hmm. just saying giving of ourselves selflessly. Well, before I even got on this call, I was thinking about this call. I was like, okay, what, what, are, what am I going to talk about? You know, without trying to be all deep and this mm -hmm. thinking about relationships. And I recently entered a relationship with a, an amazing woman. And just thinking about relationships, I'm like, man, you know what? It's, God's dealing with me saying, Jamel, it's not that, it's not that complicated. It really mm -hmm. is, man. Like it, and, and the word that came to me was humility. I know we hear that word mm -hmm. a lot, but it, it's humility. When we can mm -hmm. really humble ourselves in any relationship, friendship, family, business, you know, especially with a romantic partner, it requires a level of humility, man. Absolutely. Now, can we talk about that right there? Uh, in your interaction with, with relationships and dealing with people that are in relationships that, that um, either don't feel valued or aren't valuing that relationship, what do you think the struggle is with the humility part? Pride has a very, what should I say, subtle way of creeping into our hearts. Especially, I like to use that term again, society. I mean, we live in a culture now where we're consumed with pride. Everybody mm -hmm. wants to be on top. Everybody's somebody, but really nobody. You know, whether it's the television, whether it's, I mean, entertainment, whether it's the, you know, let me just say media, whether it's family, but especially, you know, we're so consumed with what's going on in the world, especially media. It's pumping in. Everybody's the boss. Everybody's somebody. Like, it's just... And if you consume that enough, I always say, whatever you behold, you will become. Mm -hmm. And if that's what we're constantly consuming, then that pride gets in our heart. Then when we go to look at our family member, well, let's just talk about significant other. This pride is there, meaning you can't tell me what to do. Don't talk to me like it's, it's pride. 
I feel you. We live in a society. No, nobody wants to serve. And when I say serve, I don't want us to have the image of a person just sweeping the floor and bending over mopping or, or, or scrubbing the floor. Serving meaning your heart is in a position to bend and compromise for the person that you say you value. Now, do you believe that some of that also comes from not dealing with baggage from former relationships and trying to bring all of that stuff into another relationship? Yes. And that's the chapter 16 in my book. It's called Lose Your Life. I can't express how important that chapter is. I still have to read that chapter. And Lose Your Life has to deal with you giving up your way. So let's just Mm. say there was a past relationship and you're moving into a new relationship. You can't bring your way that you had in the old relationship into the new. The Bible says this, and I like to quote biblical um, examples, whether somebody believes it or not, it still applies to your life. I'm learning it now that it says you can't put old wine in new wine skin. You can't do that. And we have a tendency to do that because we think that our way is the best way. So we bring those old ways, those old habits into a new relationship, into a new bag of wine skin, and we expect it to work. And then the person's like, hold on. First of all, this person that you're, this new person is not the old person. And we don't want to give up our way. Giving up our way means we have to lose that life, that old lifestyle, that old habit, that old behavior in order to enter into the new. And if we're not willing to lose, then we can't gain. We don't gain a new perspective. We don't gain the newness of the the new relationship. This is a new love. I had to learn this. Mm -hmm. This is a daily thing. It's not overnight either. Like, oh, I just did it one night and now I'm done. No, this is every day you have to choose to lose that life. As a health and wellness coach, Gordon Walker Jr. assists his clients in losing weight, gaining weight, or just being fit. He also helps with meal plans. You can reach him at 302-990-8907 or you can visit the website at numa24.goherbalife.com dot com that's numa 24 at goherbalife.com and i think that that's that's probably a lot of it that goes into it as well you just hit it it's it's not something that's just going to happen instantly. This is a daily process. And I think that sometimes people get stuck right there in that norm and what's become comfortable and easy to them that they don't want to deal with the cycles that they've created in their life. You brought up your book. Let's talk about your book right now, The Value of Relationships. Can you give us a general overview of your book and how you even came up with the concept of it? You know, I call this the GPS system to surviving all relationships on earth. The concept was birthed in 2009 when I got to give credit. You know, God literally spoke to me. He said, Jamel, everything you need is in relationships. Everything you need, everything you desire are placed inside of people. 
of course, inside of him. But I, he said, on earth, I placed it inside of people. He said everything. And when I, when that, when I heard it, I said, wow. So from, I, I would say from 2009 till 2016, when I released, when I um, released the book, that was the, that was the time span of me going through the process and experiencing and cultivating and coming up and, you know, chapters being placed inside of me and living them out, the value of relationships. I had to live these things out to, to, to understand that, wow, everything I need is in the value of relationships. Whether it, whether it was a friend, whether it was a, a relative, whether it was a romantic partner, everything I needed was in there. And I noticed that when I devalue people, that there was always lack in my life. Mm. Especially, with, first, first of all, the relationship between me and, me and God, me and the creator. That's the yeah. first relationship I had to learn how to value. Well, let's talk about that too. You're talking about valuing your relationship with God. When did you come to the realization that you were not valuing your relationship with God? And what were some steps you took to begin to value it? You know, let me say, I wasn't, I wasn't valuing my relationship with him when I was in, when I was in disobedience, mm -hmm. when I was, when I was adoring, I want to use that word adoring. I don't, that word just came to me when I was adoring myself, adoring mm -hmm. my disobedience and, and know that I was, and, and I knew I was moving in error. You know, that wasn't me valuing the relationship of God, you know, when he was giving me breath and life and saving me from predicaments that could that where I could have lost my life. And there was an instance where I lost my, my younger brother in 2008. And it was, it was a, it was a sobering moment. It was an eye opener. You know, I didn't instantly like my whole life changed, but cause in 2007, I actually, I was sitting in a church service and that was the first time I raised my hand to give my life to the Lord. It wasn't nobody coerced me. It wasn't nobody. Mm -hmm. me. That was the first time I, Jamel Jackson said, all right, I'm, I'm rolling with you, God. Like you did so much for me. Like, you, you know, I've been through hell's fire and I'm, I'm rolling with you. And then in 2008, when I lost my brother, it really kind of concreted it even more that, you know what? I need to value this relationship to a whole nother level, you know? And, and here's the thing. When I say value my relationship between me and God, it wasn't about perfection. Right. Because I don't want anybody to hear this and say, oh, so he, no, it was, it was about me waking up and acknowledging every day that I can't live without you. I can't move without you. That was me valuing that relationships. I started to delight myself in him. You know, I wanted to do more things that pleased him. Not like a checkoff list, but I wanted to keep my heart mm -hmm. towards pleasing the father. I feel you. I feel you. Okay. Now, let's transition to the entrepreneurship. You were talking about how you got involved in entrepreneurship. Was that always a passion of yours and you knew eventually you were going to enter into that field or is that something that came the more, you know, you were navigating through life? I think it just came from navigating through life and especially being a New Yorker, entrepreneurship is like dumped into your blood, whether you want to be it or not. I, I recall, shoot, as young as, man, being eight, nine years old, my brother and us out there shoveling snow from house to house, making money. We craved the winter time and then selling airheads and 
now ladies in school and knocking on doors mm-hmm. in the building, sure, yeah. going from door to door selling candy, you know, not for no uh, Boy Scout. Or, you know, it was just, this is just us buying candy wholesale from the deli, asking the poppy, like, yo, let us get it for a low because we're going to go sell it in the buildings. And, and then it just evolved. It was, it was always in us. It was like an innate thing, you know? I feel you. I feel you. So how has full-time entrepreneurship changed your life? It's impeccable because it gives you, it gives, it gives me freedom. There it is. There it is. Freedom. <laughs> of, of course, it's not easy. You know, it, it's, it's work. But I'll say this. Somebody asked me one day, they came to our, we have a clothing stand set up in the mall and somebody came there and I was selling some products and they said, uh, do you like your job? And I said, it's not a job. It's, I said, you know what? Actually, I'm just living. I'm just working at living. Like anytime, you, you know, living is work. If you wake up in the morning, you got to brush your teeth. You got to maybe iron your clothes, do some laundry, wash some dishes. It's, that's work. You're working at living. And the concept hit my head that if I work hard at living now, I won't have to spend the rest of my life working hard. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is work, but, it, but just living daily is work. So when we're doing what we're, when I'm doing what I'm doing, it just, it's just, it just feels like I'm living. I'm just working at living. Of course, it's, it's hard but I'm just working hard now. So I want to spend the rest of my life working hard. Cool. Cool. Now to some, I'll go ahead. No, I said, does that make, does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Now say there's somebody out there that's listening right now. Okay. And they are struggling with the concept of going into full-time entrepreneurship, but they feel the pull to go into full-time entrepreneurship, what is something that you would say to them? Start. Like my, my brother, Mr. David Shands, he always says, just start. Mm-hmm. You know, because that pull and that, I want to do it. It's almost like I want to do it. I don't know if I should do it. Start. And start, and when, when I say start, you don't always have to, sometimes we look at the grand picture. We always try mm-hmm. to look at, the, we're looking at the end of the thing and how big it is. Sometimes you need, to, you need to bring that thing all the way back down and look at the, just that start, just that step. Even if it's just like, oh, you know what? I'm going to put some people, I'm just, I'm now I'm making this a, a small thing. Even if it's a small step, like, you know what? I'm going to put 10 minutes a day into my business. Yeah. 30 minutes a day. I know some people can do 30 minutes, but those 30 minute increments every single day start to turn into hours. So I would always just say, just start. Like my brother used to always say, just start. Because sometimes we think we've got to have everything together in order just to take one step, just start. Absolutely, absolutely. So now let, let's talk about, you know, some of the current events we have going on. We, we've been um, in a pandemic. How mm-hmm. did the pandemic, well, I'm not even going to say the pandemic change your movements or change your mind. But how did you find it as far as with the movements in the pandemic related to your business and everything? When you say movements, what do you mean? Like the protests? Um, I'm, we're going to get to that, but I'm talking about for your own business. Because I know a lot of people are like discouraged as it relates to owning a business during the pandemic. But with you, how was your mindset as it related to your business when the uh-huh. pandemic hit and moving throughout the pandemic? You know what's interesting is, <laughs> and when it when it did occur, of course there was some pivoting that need to be 
that had to happen and things need to be adjusted. But the store we had located in the mall, you know, I have no other way to say this, but God told me, Jamel, I want you to do it in a drought. Mm-hmm. So do the same thing you've been doing in a drought. So we had to stand in the mall and I would go into the mall and I would be the only stand in the entire mall open. Mm. The only one. Now, am I sitting here saying I, I didn't feel like sometimes I look foolish, but I was doing it because, I mean, listen, Clifton, man, I, I move off of biblical principles and I do have practical principles I follow as well, but mm-hmm. it's the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom and the Absolutely. wisdom of God is stronger than man's strength. So even though I was looking foolish, God said, no, I'm going to do this and I'm going to prove to you. So I would go every day and open it in a drought and actually sold more of my books in the drought. Really? The only stand open in the mall. So really, I just moved accordingly. I just moved as if there was nothing going on. Even though there was something going on, I moved in the drought the same way I would move as if there wasn't a drought, as if there wasn't a pandemic. And that's what I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to because on the show, I like to help minister to individuals that may be struggling with that concept, the movement of God, regardless of what is going on and doing it when you look foolish before people and doing it when it does not make sense to you, but hearing what God is saying and just moving and watching him do the rest of it. So that's why I wanted to ask that question to you because I wanted people to hear from another voice that, Hey, you got to do it the way that God gives it to you, even when it does not make sense. Mm -hmm. So now you have a quote, and I want to talk about this quote here. You said valuable people attract people of value. Okay. Now, what do you say to the person that's out there and they say, well, wait a minute, I am a valuable person, but I just keep attracting people that don't seem to be of no value. Fit for sport, fit for life. Numa Wellness and Spa offers mobile massage services. Gordon Walker Jr. specializes in deep tissue and sports massages. Massages range from 60 to 90 minutes. Numa's hours of operations are Monday through Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Happy hours are between 1.30 p.m., and 5.30 p.m., Monday through Friday. During this time, clients receive massages at a discounted rate. Gordon also specializes in paraffin treatment, ear candling, mobile first aid, CPR, and AED classes, as well as mobile notary services. Coming soon, Zumba and yoga classes. For more information and to schedule an appointment, visit www dot numa wellness spa dot com or email them at new made seven eight one six at gmail dot com new made is spelled p n e u m a d e or you can call them at 303-998-0111 
Well, then we got a question what they consider valuable. That's it, yeah. Because we all have a definition of what valuable means to us, but what's valuable, see, when I say valuable people attract people of value, that's not something I made up, and I can't help but referring it back to the king who gave it to me, man. I'm going to give him his credit. God gave that to me. So when I'm saying valuable people attract people of value, it's like it has to be caught. Sometimes I can't even teach this because... It's the value that he adds to my life from really esteeming him and adoring him that attracts people of value, meaning the lose your life concept comes in. No, I'm not perfected. No, I'm not perfect. No, I I do make mistakes. Yes, I do sin, but I sin less and less and less. I'm not sin less, but I do sin less. Mm -hmm. And, And when I move like that, that's me valuing myself the way he values me and it attracts people of value. I actually never said that Clifton until tonight. Oh, wow. But I had that, I always had that understanding, but to, to explain it and express it in words, this is the first time I expressed it that way. Cool. Cool. Yeah. We're getting all type of exclusives here, but I, I just wanted you to break that down as well too, because I think that sometimes when we hear. Say this real quick, because what we could do, we could add value to our lives by, Sometimes we add material things to our lives or mm-hmm. maybe we, and we, and it, I'm not saying those things aren't valuable, but then we say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm a value now. Yep. Yep. And why am I still attracting this and this? Because that's not, that's, that's, that can be your definition of value, but that's not the way the, the, the master's valuing you. Yes. Yes. Prime yes. example, if I value myself, um, and this is not any against anybody who, you know, drinks, this is just an example. Um, if I value myself, then I won't fill my body with toxins all the time. Mm-hmm. Because if I do that, then that's still part of me attracting a certain type of value. Because then those Absolutely. toxins start to shift my paradigm. And then I start, right. to, I start to see different and speak different. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're talking about that inward work. Inward work. Inward Listen, work, yeah. And, and, now that we, this is weird in this vein, like when you said the word inward, when you say certain words, it jumps out and it stirs things in me. Mm-hmm. So it's valuable people attract people of value, meaning when you're adding value to you, it's not, it has nothing to do with your external. Yep. It has everything to do with you internally, mentally. What kind of books are you reading? I meet so many people when we're doing our business. I don't read books. I hate books. Okay. I'm not negating them or being condemnatory, but that's adding value to you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to eat that. Even if it's a diet, you know, my diet is not the best, but even if it's a diet, it's internally. Mm-hmm. Internally, what we eat, it begins to shift our paradigm and the way we think yeah. and the way our mood is. We know when you eat certain foods, it changes your mood. Absolutely. So therefore, that's another level of value. And who am I attracting? If I always got mood swings up and down, I may attract that type of value. Yes. Yes. And if I'm not willing to do that inward work, then I'm going to keep attracting others that aren't doing that inward work as well. And then we're just going to continue. If I'm not doing the inward work and I'm only adding value to my external, 
That means when I look, I'm looking for external value. Yes. So I'm attracting external value. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm not attracting what here's the thing. I'm not attracting what I need. I'm attracting what I want. What I want. Mm-hmm. And I told him I said this in my book, it's in your needs that your wants are met. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ooh, okay. So now you've given us a lot. Okay. You've given us a lot. If someone, if everyone that's listening to this podcast tonight was to forget everything that you said, what would be one thing you would want them to walk away with? Hmm. That's interesting. See, I always have a default answer. Mm-hmm. Say, you know, I'll just say that, but I really want to be careful and wise about what I do say. I would want them. I would want them to walk away with lose your life. Mm-hmm. Really, if they don't remember anything, lose your life. Give up your way in order to gain. It's a daily process. And, and, and as simple as that sounds, lose your life, it's like, oh, okay, whatever. But I'm telling you, man, that's that's the issue we face in our society now. Nobody wants to give up their way, even if their way is the wrong way. Mm-hmm. In relationship, I'm learning this, man. Like, I'm, I'm 39, I'll be 40 in November. And it's not just because of the, the age, but it does have something to do with it. But I'm learning more so than ever now. If, if you can give up your way, I'm not saying, you know, just always be a pushover, but Nine times out of 10, that's the issue because nobody, you don't want to lose your life. You don't want to give up that way, even if it's the wrong way. Like, like the husband and the wife or the, you know, the girlfriend and the boyfriend, they're driving. We all hear these scenarios. And the, the, the lady is always like, babe, you sure you're not lost? <laughs> nah, babe, I know exactly where I'm going. Gas station. Like, stop at the gas station. Fuel up, you know, get some direction. Nah, babe, I got it. I got it. He don't want to lose his life. Right, right, right. He, he don't want to give up his way in order to just, all right, you know what, babe, let me pull over and, and just check. She like, babe, come on. The next thing you know, you get down the road, you, you're going the wrong way, gas low, then you got to end up going to a route through some woods and get to the gas station. But that could all been avoided if we were willing to lose our life and give yeah. up our way. And now I know that's just a driving scenario, but we do that every day walking through life with people, whether it's friendships, family, business, girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. We don't want to lose our and let here's the thing. Let alone for ourselves, right? To 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 better ourselves or add more value to ourselves. I got to do that. This time with God's like, man, I want you to get up and pray at a certain time. I don't want to do that. I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. I'm not doing that, Jamel. In order for you to financially start gaining the abundance that you desire, Jamel, you got to lose this type of lifestyle of maybe is eating out every day or spending money on things that you know you don't need or not necessities. Because at the end of the day, I can't complain about my finances when I don't want to lose a certain lifestyle. Absolutely. So I would say, I would say, lose your life. You hit it too. You hit that last part, especially with, you know, not wanting to lose our life to ourselves. Because I believe sometimes that is the greatest battles that we have are those internal battles where we're fighting, you know, the the will of God for us that will, you know, position us even greater for purpose versus 
you know, listen, I just, just let me get one more hour of sleep, God. I, I'll get up in an hour to pray, you know, so I feel you on that one. So you know, now I'll before, try. oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No. no, you good. Go ahead. But that, that concept came from, you know, like I said, there there may be people that tune in and they don't, you know, they, they don't believe in the Bible and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I understand now at this, at, at the maturity level of my mind that it doesn't even matter if you believe the principle still applies. Right. Jesus said, if you cling to your life, you'll lose it. But if you right. lose your life for me, you'll find it. And when mm-hmm. I read that, I said, wow, you mean if I lose my life, I find life? How does that even work? Because in our minds, we have one plus one equals two, two plus one equals three. Yep. And Jesus is like three minus one is four. We're like, hold on. Yep. Three one yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he's like, no, yep. you cling to the life, the very life that you're clinging to, that you think is a good life, the best life for you. He said, when you lose that life, you'll find true life. Mm-hmm. And really, to answer you, to go back to the question you first asked me about how did I get where I am now, I had to lose my life. I remember standing on the corner various times, drunk, high, weapon on my waist, which is crazy, just foolish, rebellious. And it wasn't until I lost that life that I found true life. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Man, you've hit us with a lot tonight. Yo. But before you go, I do want you to talk because I think it's September the 6th, War and Pain comes out. September the 6th, War. That's a that's another side of Jamel Devon Jackson. But yes, War and Pain, the video premieres September 6th. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, can you want to talk about that? Yeah, can we talk a little bit about that? We can. Yeah. Man, let us know. Let us know the concept of the song, all of that. You know, War War and Pain was birthed out of War and Pain. I wrote that song, is it September? Uh, I wrote that song, last month I wrote that song. And it it stemmed from, because I'm a musician, I'm an artist, you know, I write raps, write rhymes, and I've always done it. So... There's Nehemiah, the redeemer, my artist name, within Jamel Jackson. There are two people in one, but they have one purpose. And that song was birthed out of just the the weight of what was going on in our world globally. Mm-hmm. You know, with the pandemic and all the protesting. And it started to have me self-reflect and have this inner reflection as well of everything that took place in my personal life and just feeling the weight of the people, uh, feeling the spirit of the people in the neighborhoods and going to destitute environments and being like, oh man, I can't, I feel the mother's pain. I feel the brother, the cousin, the sister, the aunt, the uncle, the grandmother, the grandfather. I just, I could feel it. And I know my gifting was to be the voice of the streets, but I I didn't want to say anything because I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm really was trying to relax. Like I'm not doing this. And then one day, it just struck me. I think, I don't know who the murder was. I think it was, uh, it was uh, Ahmad. And I was walking through my apartment complex and I just stood at the top of the stairwell, really. And I just stood there and I was thinking like, man. And then literally I had my phone in my hand. I was crying and the tears hit my phone, literally. And I was just, I just started typing in my phone because that's how the song starts. I said, as a writer, should I type in my phone? I said, as a writer, should I tuck in my pen or let the ink spill? Typing in my phone was real. And I just started typing that whole verse and the whole song right there on my staircase and just weeping. And I said, you know what? And the lyrics, the lyrics are 
the first verse is, is dealing with the war. The second verse is dealing with the pain. And I said this on a podcast when they interviewed me, because from some people that may be believers, and I've gotten the scrutiny already, where they were like, oh, whoa, I can't believe you said this, and I can't believe you said that. And I said, you know what, I really don't care. Not, I don't want to say, let me just say this. I did say that, but not care, meaning I don't want to, I don't, I'm not taking your insight or your input, but at right. the extent of the mothers that I held or the neighborhoods that I drive through, it's the voice of the street. Because in the right. second place, I start off, and I say this, in the past, I passed out from large amounts of grass, cotton mouth, penny bottles, good buddies, Heineken, the hood loved me. When I'm saying that, just if people could listen, I started the sentence by saying, in the past, I in passed. In the past. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm painting that story for the second verse, I'm talking about the pain. Now I want you to relate, because I'm talking about my pain and also the pain of the neighborhoods and the pain of the, my people that are in these positions so you can hear it and feel it. And um, I'm going to say this, Clifton. There's, one, there's, two, there's two curses in my song. Okay. I don't know if we can go there here. Yeah, we got, I told you you're free to be you. Yeah, there was, there was, there was, a, there's one curse in there where I said the word fuckers and I mm -hmm. said the word ass. And mm -hmm. there were some believers that called me and said, hey, brother, you know, you did this wrong and, you know, this and, and I, and I, and when I, when I wrote this song, I wrote it, like I said, the voice of the streets and I wrote it as if it was a movie because I, I write with the video in mind when I write. Mm -hmm. So I wrote with the images. Like if you watched a movie by Tyler Perry that's a little more vulgar than my song, People right. will watch it and go, wow, that was a great movie after they catch the concept of them. That was amazing. But when it came to my song, it's like, I'm like, what's the difference? It's a movie. Many people define stagnation as not producing or being at a standstill. I get it. However, I would like to add a little weight to the definition and say that I may be producing, I may be moving. However, my production and my movements are disrespectful to the purpose that's inside of me, to the greatness that's inside of me. If that's going on, that's stagnation as well. And that's okay. Guess why? Because I have developed a tool. I wrote a book called From Stagnation to Transformation. And that book was written specifically for individuals that feel stuck, that feel lost, that feel like they're just wandering in the wilderness, that feel like they just, I need something is just missing. It's okay. I want you to head over to www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation. There you're going to find a complimentary portion of the book. That's right. A complimentary portion of the book. I want you to read that portion. After that, it's going to ignite such a fire inside of you that you're going to want to purchase the your personal copy of From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to do that as well. Why? Because I believe that it'll give you a 21 day jump start to fulfilling or re-identifying purpose in whatever core area you find yourself stagnant in. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com forward slash transformation.
it's a movie in lyrical form. And when I said those two words, those words came out of, because in, in one of the lines I said, um, they tell me stay in my lane. Well, fuckers, we built the highways and bridges that connect the places you call tri-state. Now I do have a I do have a clean version, but when I said it like that, it was the expression of the oomph from the families that I know, where you're telling this man stay in the lane, and then there's a part where I'm saying the word ass. I said I took you to the pain part where I said, um, um, where I'm describing the police jumping out on us, and I said, um, um. Created yellow tape barriers, homicide stepped in, pledging to get us niggas. Since then, they've been lynching niggas. Interlock your hands on your head, spread your ass cheeks and get searched for the grams. You fled. So when I said spread your ass cheeks and get searched for the grams, I could have said but, but I said ass because I, I wanted to put the emphasis on really and let you feel the picture or the image and the sound because this is what happened where they would jump out and they would say, freeze, get on the wall, throw you on the wall, pull your pants down, pull your mm -hmm. underwear down literally open up your ass and say you got crack in there you got you got a gun you got something you don't got nothing pull your pants up kick you get out of here that's the feeling right there now i can't take you literally to the block and have them redo that and and do it to you but if i paint that thing hard enough i want you to feel that right there I, I listen here here's my thing with it is that sometimes we don't want the real and the raw but it's the real and the raw that's good you say you're the voice of the street that's the that's the voice that's gonna get them that's gonna call them to attention and sometimes you know it just isn't for everybody mm -hmm. but what i'm saying is you sitting there as you were talking to them, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like man like it's illuminated to me like i can actually visualize this thing and see this thing and that's why i wanted you to talk about the song because i did hear some of it i think you had played some of it I can't remember where I heard some of it at, but I heard some some of the verses and I was like, yo, we got to talk about that before it goes off the air because it needs to be heard like right now because of everything that we still have going on. It's not even as if it, oh, it was going on and it's over now. No, it's still going on and people need to hear the power behind the lyrics that you've written concerning this. I tell you, Clifton, not not in an egotistical way, man. I say this with the utmost humility. This song, and 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 the way that you when I when it came out, when I wrote it and, and I heard it, I said, This is this is not a song. This is not just a song. Mm -hmm. So I have people working behind the scenes that there's a campaign attached to it, which you'll see, you'll see within probably after Sunday, you'll see it. You'll see it on my Instagram, you'll see it being blasted by certain venues and certain people, um, because especially the night of the premiere, I'm, I'm addressing it like this is not a song. This is not just a video. Think about it, man. Like you just said, this, yeah. this is still taking place. And this is not yeah. just about Brianna. This is not just about Ahmad or Elijah. Come on. This, this, is, this, is, this, is, I'm, this is war and pain dating back. Yeah, this is multi-generations. You know, up until our current time. And, yeah. and I dare to say, I, I haven't seen nobody put a video out like this or a song. This video, about I haven't so. seen anybody. And that's why I said in the song, my, um, my next line will probably get me hung. My 44 pointed at supporters of the Trumps. I represent the slums. Like when I said that, and there's a clip in there. Well, I, you got to wait to see the video. It's a clip. Yeah, I was going to say, don't tell me, don't tell me. There's a clip in there that's going to be very shocking on that okay. particular part right there. Okay. But I did it with, 
I, 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 I intentionally did it because I said, no, as I seen the faces of the people we lost, that could be my brother, that could be my sister, that I do look mm. at as my brother. I do look at Brianna as my sister. When it gets into that depth of your heart, then it's not just blase, blase on to the next day. Mm. And so I want this song to go viral, not to be like, oh, I got accolades, but to go just as global as the, as the pandemic and just as global as the protest. And if it sparks and stirs it back up, not his thing, not in a hateful way, not in a rage right, way. Right, right. This is to create unity. And, I, and, I, and here's the thing, I'll take you behind the scenes. You'll be, you're actually the first person to hear this. The first person. And whoever else listen to your podcast after this. There's a campaign we, we got. It's called Choose Your Side. Mm. And so that's, the, that's the, uh, the vein or the circulatory system and, and behind War and Pain, where it's not just a video, it's not just a song, song but it's a, because I say this in the, in the beginning of the song, you got to choose your sides on this one. Mm. This is not a song, and it's not, and I'm not saying choose your sides in terms of black and white, because on the, we, we got some apparel, we got some shirts that you're going to see hit the screen in like three days. The choose your side, um, even on the shirt, on the back, it says justice or injustice. So that's the point I'm talking about. Not black mm. or white, I'm talking about justice or injustice. You got to choose your side. You, it's either one or the other. I feel you. And that's the point I'm pushing to it, where when this comes out, choose your side. You got to choose your side on this one. It ain't going. You can't be, oh, I'm over here and I'm over here. No, you either justice or injustice. And when we and when you fall is where you fall. Absolutely, man. Listen, here what I want you to do. Um, I want you to give everybody your social media handles. I want you to give them your website where they can purchase your books, where they can purchase your merch, everything. Yeah, man. Um, my website is Jamel. J A M is in Mary, E as in exit, L is in lion, D Jackson.com. Jamel D Jackson.com. Instagram is Jamel Devon Jackson.com. Facebook, Jamel Devon Jackson. I said dot com on Instagram, but the Instagram is Jamel <laughs> Devon Jackson. Um, the music artist page is Nehemiah Redeemer. For those who don't know how to spell it, it's a lot of spelling, but you'll get it, man. Nehemiah Redeemer is the Instagram and lock in this in your and lock this in your mind. Choose your side.co. Choose your side.co. It's not live now, but come this weekend, it will be live and it'd be information on there, explaining war and pain, explaining the concept behind it, explaining things you can do to get involved, where it's not just a song. Because I realize that everybody's not gonna march, everybody's not gonna be a protest, everybody's not gonna be a frontline soldier, and that's okay. Some people got to play the background. Some people might, you know, some people with the hands, some people with the foot, some people with the head, the eyes, the nose. Everybody's going to play their part. And, yeah, that's it right there. Awesome. And by the time this actually goes live, it will have dropped because I think this goes live on the 13th. If it's oh, not, yeah. it might go live on the 6th. If it doesn't go live on the 6th, it's the 13th, but I'll let you know exactly when it goes live. And what I'll do is I'll um, link all everything that you said down your all your social media handles, your website, and the last website you gave. I'll link all of that into the um, about the podcast section. Yeah, yeah. So everybody can find it easier. So, but listen, I want to thank you for joining us on tonight. What I want to do is I want to leave space for you 
to either give last words, you can pray, you can do whatever it is you want to do. Um, but we want to give you last words before I close out. I'm sound like we're in church. But go ahead. <laughs> you know, you know, all 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 I want anybody to do, really, now that we because we just left on a heavy war and pain topic, mm -hmm. is when the song, when the when the, the song is already out on iTunes. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. If you go to if you if you search Nehemiah Redeemer, that's where I heard it. Yep. On iTunes, actually, it's on all 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 the all the platforms. You know, Spotify, uh, Title, Google Play, iTunes, all of them. I would like for people to download that song, and also, when that video premiere, when that video drops to the public, take that video, share it spread it like wildfire this is that's as fast as we spread anything else man spread it like wildfire not for my desire of course you know it's going to do what it do for me but for people that need to hear it really so because we can make a bowl we could do something with this man awesome now where would a video be dropping and what time on sunday sunday it will drop uh probably midnight Midnight, okay. It'll be going, it'll be going into Monday. Okay, on you, YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube, uh, YouTube. Yeah. And I, okay. that, all the, all of that information that you'll see it if, for whoever follows my Instagram, you'll see it on Instagram. Okay. And if you're not able to, if you're not able to come, if you're not in Atlanta, we're gonna have it Facebook Live. So that night, you know, at 9 p.m. If you're on Facebook Live, you'll be able to see right there live, live in person, the performance of the song and the video. Cool, cool, cool. I might drop it before midnight. I might just drop it the, the the day of. I might just drop it that morning, man. Just for people, man. All right. So listen, you you need to follow him so that you know when it's gonna drop. Listen, uh, huh? Are you in the A? No. Here's the crazy thing about it. I'll be when is it? The twentieth. I'll be there. So I'm missing it by a couple of weeks. I'll be there okay. for a week on the twentieth. So. Uh, but I'm definitely gonna stop by y'all's uh, stand. Yeah, yeah. I'm now, I thank you for having there. me too, man. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem, no problem. As I said earlier, thank you for your willingness to come on and share with our listening audience. We appreciate it. We appreciate the transparency. Also, listening audience, I appreciate you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to text. What do I want you to text tonight? Relationships two three zero two six four eight five five four four. You know that when you text, it lets me know that you've heard the podcast or the episode of the podcast, and it also gives you an opportunity to enter for our drawing, all right? Listen, as I always say, or before that, make sure you follow Jamel. Make sure you're supporting everything that he has going on, y'all. Invest in your now by purchasing his book. Invest in your now. Why? Because if you invest in your now, you'll produce a future that's connected to your purpose, all right? And as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, guys, execute your vision. Peace. Peace.